Chapter 15 of the Social Settlement Movement in Chicago by Josephine Hunt Raymond. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 15 The Other Side of the Social Settlement. Any new movement which from the first receives unusual approbation and encounters little or no opposition from the well to do is liable to become what is termed a fad, and after running an unnaturally rapid course, to dwindle into insignificance. This tendency has been repeatedly illustrated in movements of various sorts. So rapid has been the growth of the social settlement idea in England and America that some thoughtful observers predict that they can discern unmistakable signs of fadism approaching. They argue that the growth of the movement has been abnormal, that a feeling of sentimentality rather than a deep conviction actuates the workers of the settlement, that the lowest and neediest class of society is not reached, and that the movement will run its course and share the oblivion of other short-lived philanthropic efforts. The prediction is one worthy of consideration. It cannot be denied that the growth of the movement has been remarkable. This, however, is not a terrifying symptom, but rather a most encouraging one, inasmuch as we cannot have too much settling of the intelligent class among the ignorant in large cities. Moreover, philanthropic effort of every kind is multiplying due to the quickening of the social conscience, a result brought about by the wider diffusion of education in the world. The charge of sentimentality rather than conviction existing among and actuating many settlement workers is no doubt a just one, but those who come to the work for the purpose of shedding a few tears in some attic or volubly pitying some unfortunate either drop out of the work in a short time tired of the too incessant drain on their sympathies and of the genuine work required of residents, or grow into the spirit of the place and become educated to the demands made upon them, so that it can hardly be said that the neighborhood or the principle underlying the work of the settlement has been permanently injured by the condemned sentimentalist. The charge made against the settlement on the ground that it does not meet the needs of the abjectly poor and degraded has been mentioned elsewhere in this treatise. The charge is undoubtedly true, but society is an organism, and what benefits and uplifts one part of humanity benefits and uplifts the rest through the great power of human contact. There are those who refuse to be directly influenced by the settlement, but those who have been touched and benefited give out again in their turn to those next below them what they have themselves received. But there are other and graver charges which cannot so easily be brushed aside. The settlement is in danger of becoming crystallized into an institution which shall dispense charity or education according to certain piously formulated rules. Settlement activities are becoming so well defined that there is danger that they will become mechanical unless close personal sympathy between residents and community prevents the introduction of rigid methods. Possibly the fact that residents come and go, that the personnel of a settlement changes frequently, will counteract the tendency to institutionalism. Another danger confronts the success of the work of the social settlement. The workers, feeling themselves to be a sort of chosen people, sometimes grow clannish and strengthen the walls of that very social distinction which is the main object of the settlement to break down. In a recent symposium upon the settlement question, this danger was discussed by Miss Starr of Hull House. 
she voiced the fear held by many who are interested in the movement that a sort of settlement cult is growing up and that before long it may be necessary to bring into existence a new movement with a new idea designed to correct and offset the blunders of the settlement movement idea and cult a feeling among the residents of a settlement that they are a peculiarly constituted priesthood and divinely ordained in the division of labor to do what no others can do will be fatal to the success of the work as in all other agencies for good the settlement makes mistakes its workers are not infallible its policy is not always the wisest at best it cannot be pronounced a final agency for it cannot remedy all wrongs now existing in the industrial and social world the government must act where now the settlement can only indicate but in the interim it can bridge the chasm which separates plenty and want it can bring wholesome elements into the lives of the poor and inspire new ideals of life this is the duty of the hour and that duty being fulfilled it must follow as the night the day governmental aid will be the result of a quickened social conscience end of chapter fifteen end of the social settlement movement in chicago by josephine hunt raymond